Welcome to the Commercial Property Investor Show. If you ever wanted to get into commercial property but don't know how to, this is the show for you. We're going to take you through live market updates, how to put a deal together, what the experts say about commercial property and real life investor journeys and how they became financially free through commercial property. Sit back, relax and enjoy the show. When it comes to leases, a lot of new investors don't know what's a good lease, what's a bad lease. From a professional point of view, when we look at leases, we assess for the outgoings, incentives, whether the tenant's paying market rent or not, and we're looking at the type of tenant and what kind of rent they're paying. But how do you know when you are inheriting a bad lease, or how do you know that a lease can really affect the value of your commercial property? And a lot of times when you are desperate and you have a vacancy, you want to take the first available tenant coming through. And the tenant could drive a really hard bargain. And what that results in is a diminishing value for your property going forward in the long term. I know everyone's been through COVID and we've had some downturns in the economy in the past and there's downward pressure on rent, especially now with the interest rate going up. You are going to go negotiate rent and leases if you become a commercial property investor. That is a given. So have a listen to this podcast where I'm going to walk you through what happens when a when a bad lease affects the value of the property. In fact, this is a personal story that happened to me when I first started in commercial property. And I've just recently looked at another property which had one of the worst leases I've actually seen, where it literally you're locked in for 10 years in this lease in a prime area where you, you are losing $500,000 on the value of the property. So how do you prevent that? And what can you do? Let me walk you through so you can see the differences of a really bad lease because what you see out there and when you go and look at a property, most of the time it's a good lease and you get to see all the great things about it. But I want to show you the flip side. So listen up to this podcast and let me show you the difference. And today I'm going to cover with you bad leases and how that can affect the value of your commercial property. Now, a lot of people aren't aware of this when they construct a lease. And we find this happens when vendors and landlords go off and try to construct their own lease or they get desperate, right? And then they just take the next tenant as it comes along. And what happens is they end up with a lease that they get stuck in and that they they end up paying for it in the next five years or even 10 years for that matter. Now, this happened to me. This is a personal experience that's happened to me. And I've now just seen it in another property uh, that's happened. And it's really dramatically reduced the value of that property. But I was in my you know younger years when I just started out in commercial property. And one of my leases came up for renewal. And I just, I just got sort of trapped by the tenant because they were part of, they ran a large, they ran some large pubs. They ran um, some... Uh, so, so they ran a chain of these bottle shops and pubs and and things like that, which which was just really hard for me to sort of negotiate. Like the, they just play really hardball at the time, and I couldn't get through anything when I was trying to negotiate with the manager. My property manager couldn't get through, and then finally they said the owner wanted to sit down. So I sat down with the owner. I flew up with, on one of my trips to the Gold Coast. I actually you know, met the owner and, and chatted through with him. He was going to do a lot of renovations on the property, somewhere around one hundred and sixty thousand or so. And I couldn't come up with sort of just sort of going half with him or anything else. So I gave him rent incentives, but it was a pretty steep rent incentive. I gave him a two-year rent-free period. And then they um, they capped the 
the increase on the property in terms of the rent uh, when he went to market review. So it was a five-year lease, two years rent-free, three years of the lease, and then they capped the increase. So when we go to market, the rent can only go up by 10%, and then you know it goes through another, you know, yeah, three it gets some you know yearly increases etc etc but the, the main thing is that it wasn't an equitable lease it wasn't a fair lease and today if i wanted to sell that property it would become very hard for me to sell that property in fact you know i'll probably now need to hold that property for another five years until we have the rental increase and then look to sell it right and then the market might have changed right so with something like that with a lease like that where you are trapped for three or five years you can't sell on the market when when the time comes so we just had the rising market and even though we've had interest rate rises it hasn't really affected where where we're going with with commercial property that the yields are there uh the yields hasn't gone up uh it hasn't like the prices hasn't fallen it, it hasn't changed so in fact more people are coming into commercial property but the thing is i can't go and sell that property that i have because i think it's a great time to sell because the lease sucks on it right and recently I've seen another property and I've done an inspection. It's uh, well, not Main Street, but it's further down from the shops, but it's still a really good set of shops. And the history of this property is that it did become vacant for the first time in probably 20 years uh, in during COVID. And at the same time, two other shops came, came became vacant. And you can see that now that COVID's over, all the shops are full, right? All the shops are full. But during that time, at that particular time, it came vacant. And the vendor really needed to make his mortgage repayment. So he needed to put a tenant in. And obviously you're up with competition. You're a set of strip of seven or eight shops. Three becomes vacant. It doesn't look very good, right? And, you know, plus we've had the lockdown and everything else. So it was just a time incidental issue. So he put a tenant in and the tenant drove really, really hard. And it probably wasn't a fair bargain. But at the same time, what happened was that the tenant got a five by five year lease. And next door, uh, next door to the tenant, the tenant, you can see it's a carpet and blinds people. Next door, they, they it's carpet court. Uh, and you can, you know, that carpet court, you know, provides carpet, right? But carpet court is paying somewhere around eighty dollars to $85,000 on the rent. And we're talking gross rent because we're comparing apples with apples. This tenant has struck a deal with the vendor at $55,000 gross, right? Which if someone's paying eighty dollars and you're getting fifty five, dollars that's like a 30% drop. In rent which is ridiculous fine in the year of COVID and perhaps the year after but definitely some provisions about rent going up and rent provisions and market reviews you know all of those things right but no so the property was struck with five years starting this started in 2021 and it's going to go to 2031 so 10 years that's a long time in the property game especially in somewhere where we're in metro sydney chaswood one of the biggest areas that has the biggest capital growth and he can't sell it because the rent isn't going up right so $55,000 gross for someone who's paying land tax and everything else. If you're not paying land tax, it's a different matter. But if you were paying land tax on this property, the property actually gives you about $25,000 net after all outgoings goes out. That's after management fees, land tax, and your uh, rates and insurance and everything else, which $25K doesn't even cover your mortgage, right? So it's very, very low. And yes, you could have done for the first two years, but definitely rent review at year five when the tenant takes up the option, but the lease doesn't allow for it. And so then the vendor, unfortunately, due to unfortunately family situations, have to sell the property. And he sells, he puts it on the market for 2.5 million and no one wants to buy it. And the reason for that is that the lease is so low that even though next door sold for 2.2 mil uh, earlier on, this year, 
he was not able to get anywhere close to that because of it, right? And because of that, it's devalued the, devalued the value of his property because of that lease to the value of somewhere around 1.8 million. So he could have got maybe not 2.5, but maybe 2.3, 2.4. But now the true value of his property or someone's willing to pay for it is probably somewhere around 1.8 million. Now, 1.8 million, and the, and the person who's buying it is still going to be negative, right? And so it's not a good deal for the incoming purchaser anyway, right? So he's actually taken, by having a bad lease, he's taken off 500 grand of the value of the property. So with that in mind, you can see how a bad lease can significantly impact your property, right? For my property, my property was located in Rockhampton. I think that, you know, today if I was to sell it, I probably could have sold it for 650. I um, I bought it a few years, but like three, four years back, and it was my first time into Rocky, uh, and it was just, it was a different time, and I could have negotiated better, and I didn't, and today, I would have not, for me, I would not be able to sell it for 650 I would not be able to sell it for um, much more than what I bought it for, which was around the 450 mark, so I may be able to sell it for 500 which means that we've just had the boom in regional in Rocky and I'm going to miss that because I have a crappy lease. I basically constructed a crappy lease. Yes, they did do a refurbishment. They spent a, way over 160,000. I went and visited the property. I probably spent 200 grand. They've redone the facade, new cool rooms, um, bathroom blocks, everything. The tenant's not going anywhere. The tenant's very, very solid. I still get a good return. Um, I get about $30,000 or so and your rent will increase this year I'll get $30,000 or so um, so after my you know, against you know $30,000 against four fifty dollars that I pay for is still a good return but if I wanted to sell it for six fifty, dollars I'm not able to right if the tenant had had market reviews if the tenant has uh, if the lease was better that they paid a little bit more outgoings um, in the lease my in this lease they're only paying for uh the uh, the council rates and the water they're not paying for for uh, insurances so if I have management fees and no land tax applicable so if I was a little bit more savvy at the time and you know I for me it was a different time and it was the first time into that particular area so like a lot of people do get burnt when they go into a different area this is why you would engage someone who's a professional but for my personal experience now I wouldn't be able to sell that property for 650 now that's not a huge deal because I can hold that property till whenever it's you know, until the lease expires and then at which point it's probably going to be another three or four years for expires at which point I can renegotiate and then sell the property uh, but you know it's not a you know I, I probably could have capitalized on 150 but in a portfolio when you have 10 or 20 million that's that's really insignificant but where you have a property like that in Chasswood and you are taking five hundred thousand dollars off the value of the property um, then you are actually it's a significant dent to your portfolio because what happens is it's not a win situation for the incoming purchaser because they have to now hold the property till 2031 they can't kick out the tenant right that and believe me the property manager has tried everything to kick out the tenant but the tenant's on a sole lease like unless you buy the tenant out for 10 years which is not worth it for you to spend that chunk of money because it's going to equivalent to the value of the property but they've offered to buy the tenant out for the first term they've offered to give it the tenant incentives but the tenant's like on a good deal why should they leave and they said absolutely absolutely not going to leave and we can't sue the tenant or, or evict them they're on a solid at least that's signed executed right in that case he's can't he is lumbered with that property yeah for the next 10 years until 2031 where the tenant comes off the lease 
and then you can renegotiate a new rent or put a new tenant in there and the rent will double right over time he's got a three percent rental increase over time which you know he's missed out on the cpi this time at least he could have said cpi but of course during COVID, we know the cpi went backwards and most people hated putting a tenant on cpi but of course you know two years down the track cpi goes to six percent or four or five percent and you wish you put a tenant on cpi but no it swings around abouts right so he's got three percent rental increases so the tenant will have in rental increases over those 10 years but he's not going to keep up with the way that the rent and the value of this property will be because at 2031 the tenant will still be paying 30 percent less than what everyone else is paying so you have to really wait for them to come off that that lease renegotiate the rent the rent would jump you know to jump probably 30 40 percent and then the value of your property then is realized but for most property investors they don't want to wait they don't want to wait that time they don't want to wait 10 years to get their gain especially when with this property being on a $55,000 gross lease adding even three percent each year next 10 years is going to be not just negative it's going to be significantly negative right on a $2 million purchase or 1.8 and you're borrowing, let's say, you know, 1.4, uh, then, or, or even, let's say even 1.2 or even 1, depending on how much you're borrowing, if the interest rates goes to 4, you're looking at somewhere around $40,000 just per million. So really somewhere with this property, somewhere around $60,000 to $70,000 a year to hold, and you are effectively they're giving you twenty five thousand to thirty thousand so you, you're negative by forty to fifty thousand dollars on one property great negative gearing but really sucks as a commercial property investor and that's what i want to illustrate how the difference of having a good lease or a bad lease is a bad lease can take the the top of your commercial property value you can really just wipe out your capital gains like they did with this property and i thought it was a really good case study to bring to you so you can see the difference and there's no way to combat it once you've signed that lease right you're kind of stuck with it right just like the tenant stuck with it yeah so either way so i guess when you do negotiate the leases if you feel you're overwhelmed and i've been in that position do reach out to someone professional like us uh and we can help you go through that for a consulting fee and we can you know work through it uh, we have a lot of our clients in uh, not only this is why you know we are more wealth creators than just commercial property buyers agents right so what what we would help you do is negotiate the lease look how equitable it is find out what we have done similar leases like with similar tenants because you might be you might feel like you're the only tenant who own a dentist you know, a property with a dentist right or a medical center or a childcare center or perhaps a strip of shops like this you know where you've got you know a blinds tenant coming in or a restaurant coming in you might that might be your the only property but for us we see it all the time so we know what the benchmark is and what the standard is and we can help you work you through this so you get an equitable deal that's win-win at the end right it's about having a win-win so that when you can realize the the value of your property or the value of your asset you can actually truly realize it right so connect with me helentarrant.com or reach out to me at helen at commercialpropertycashflow.com.au part of the unicorn commercial property group we're here to build a long-term commercial property portfolio with you, for you, so that you can get passive income through commercial property. You've been listening to Commercial Property Investor Show. Tune in to the next episode to find out how you too can replace your work income with passive income through commercial property.